On That Dead Body Show, we talk about death and murder, and at times, we may use explicit language. We're back. Welcome back to That Dead Body Show. I'm Douglas. And I'm Brandy. Thanks for coming back and waiting on us and missing us and everybody asking us where we are. We had to take a few weeks break. Life just decided to kick us straight in the ass, but we're back. We got a lot of a lot of changes coming to the show, guys. I want you to stay tuned for that. Well, the least of which will be that we're going to be back on a, a fairly regular basis now, recording. Um, but we do have some changes coming. Watch for those. We do have a new promo that went up, uh, probably just before this did. If you have some friends you think might be interested in in our what we have to offer, uh, point them in that direction. I'm sorry, I'm making Brandy laugh. Point them to our promo. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandy. Just so we all know, I had surgery two weeks ago, and this motherfucker is making me laugh, and it hurts really bad because they Capri Sun to my belly button, and I'm in pain. So this just is not helping. I can't look at him anymore. Okay, so tonight we're bringing you another case of with friends like these. Like best of fiends. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, two, three friends who two decided to do a permanent unfriending back when unfriending was, I guess, more serious. Way more serious. There was no delete buttons. Extreme bullying gone wrong. Agreed. This week we bring you the story of the murder of Missy Avila. Cue the creepy kids. Welcome to That Dead Body Show, episode number seven, The Murder of Missy Avila. You like my radio voice? Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's good to be back, guys. Um, so my audio may be a little off. It's still hard for me to sit all the way up. So before you write a harsh review and think I care, have a nice day. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. Um, Those harsh reviews, they get people noticed. Apparently, and like a, a few podcasts are currently receiving some really harsh ones. You know, uh, back when I was wrestling, in fact, I think they still call it this now, when uh, when you wanted to make a statement at someone, they called it cutting a promo. Check out our new promo, guys. <laughs> okay, guys, so our story takes place in 1985, and... Back then, there was no social media. There was no internet. Kids actually hung out together. And, it was like social. Yeah, actually went places and did things. Um, I, I know that sounds foreign. Everybody, went to the rec center and yeah. played pool. Now, how many of our listeners were going, <gasps> All right. Yeah, rode our bikes across town. Until and dark. <laughs> right. You had to be home by dark. Streetlights yeah. are on, your ass is home, or your ass is not sitting down for dinner right <laughs> like you got locked out it was so crazy because i remember my mom being like quit coming in and out of my house i'm gonna lock the door 
but be back by the lights. If I have to call you, if I have to come get you, you're in trouble. Which never made sense to me. Like, bitch, you're locking me out. Like, And not against leaving you some water in a jug on the porch. Oh, no, fuck. I didn't get no water in a jug. It was turn the hose pipe on and let it run. Let it run for a second because it's hot. (laughs) I love that hose pipe water taste. I think my favorite was if you come back to my door, something better have fallen off of you. Like a body part. Like, you better be dying. Oh, but don't let them call your name twice. Twice. Right. Okay, so. These were the rules back then, guys. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so... Missy Avila and Karen Severson, they, they met when they were around eight. and It's like third grade, second or third grade. Yeah, except for you, because you were already, like, skipped yeah. so many grades. You're right? Okay. <laughs> you were, right? Right. When you were eight, you were in yeah. fifth? Grade-skipping motherfucker. Anyway. So, they actually, you know, rode bikes, had sleepovers, you know, played with dolls. This would have been, let's see, somebody do math, because she was born in 68, so 75-ish. 75, 76. Oh, God, Donnie Osmond dolls. Anyway. Evil Knievel, baby. Right, so Missy's mom actually considered Karen, I guess, family. or I mean, maybe not family. I don't know that she ever really said family, but she said that she was very comfortable with her in the house. She would just come over and come in. She didn't have to knock. Translation for today's people. The person your kid has playdates with that you would bring over for a sleepover. Right. Wow. We don't do that. We don't do that. No. Yeah. No. We're antisocial, I guess you could say. Yes. So Missy and Karen were friends uh, with a third girl, Laura Doyle, who grew up in not <laughs> so who grew up in the neighborhood. Uh, and, and they were friends through, throughout middle school, like best friends. They were all three considered best friends and, and like almost inseparable through middle school. So going into the 80s, um, moving from middle school to high school, as everybody does, they all begin to change and get their own identities and not just change, you know, physically, but emotionally too. You know, you, you, we all change. Missy was considered beautiful and stylish and popular and just everybody loved her and but they were all three like mean girl popular right right they were like in fact karen was was like the bodyguard for missy for a long time karen was a big girl karen karen was was it was on the on the bigger karen side was what some people call big bones with big meat on the big bones, but uh, she she was was larger and was like the enforcer of the group of of <laughs> what are they called the the Heather's I guess no. I don't I love that movie. yeah uh, but Laura was like tall and skinny and, and she was the very, queen bee well she was very tomboyish she they oh said, no that's Laura yeah Laura, yeah, Laura, the, yeah the everybody she rem- said that she reminds me of the kid. From the children, of the, the children corn? of the corn at the pinball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it Malachi? Is that Malachi? I think so. Yeah, in the opening. Oh yeah. I want to say he says there's Mal. Yeah, it yeah. is Malachi. Anyway, so, yeah. but everybody was like, when she wore makeup, she was she could be pretty, but she just didn't. Now I'm going to insert here that very rarely do I wear makeup, and I don't. I just don't give a fuck. But 
the picture also, that they have of her is not the most. No, in, and I've, it's the only picture out there. I of can't her. find another picture of her, right. and it breaks my heart. For right me. with her braces and winged hair. She, okay, was that braces? The, I think it's braces. And she had she it. had very large front front teeth, but I do believe she had braces. But the winged hair is so eighties. But remember, like, I should say, remember this is eighty five. Right, so she was mean. like she was like the the bad kid. She was she was she me, looked I think, like the kid. That always was like, I'm coming for you in the bathroom. Right. Like, that was her. 3.15. Yeah. Moment Meet me of at truth, the park. Right. I want my $2. No, wait. That was a different kid. <laughs> right? That was Karen. <laughs> anyway, so, um, while Karen was, by all accounts, obese and... She was pretty. She was she pretty, was not, but she I mean... She was very pretty. I mean, I mean, she was. I mean, as pretty yeah. as Missy to but me. But she I mean, was in everything I've read. She was. She was described as obese. Right. Which I mean, technically, I'm obese. So I mean, whatever. Right. It doesn't take much to be obese. Now, when you get into morbidly obese. That's a little much. But that's whatever. Right. My six hundred pound something or other. Look, I love Doctor Now. So I need you to to stop. That's my. That's my. You could have done it, but you had pizza. Pizza's not on the diet. No, he always says, you could have lost 30 pounds. He says 30. 30. You could have lost 30 pounds. Okay. So, but you didn't. But you didn't. You ate pizza. Why? No, he's, no, he doesn't even say what you ate. He doesn't give Oh, no. He got on that one girl for yeah. everything she ate because she was, I'm trying. He's like, you're not no, trying. What? See, I don't even. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah, so, let's no, not get on a tangent. Right. Sorry, so, first guys. time back, guys. Sorry. We're. Right. Rags wants back here with us. If you can hear Rags, we're sorry. He's whining. He wants me to go back to bed. Ragnar. Don't call him. Fuck. I just totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. She you... was the big girl. Big boned. Okay, so Karen had no rules. No boundaries at home. No curfew. I mean. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. He says, looking across the room at his son. Hunter who has, has no? He does have. A, he won't go anywhere. Damn it! He, I know. <laughs> like we need a curfew on the house. Like you got to get out of here. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> Our son is just a, a techno geek. I mean, really, he's a gamer. He has long hair though, so he's actually. I guess he at least looks the part of cool. Yeah, we could post a picture of him. His hair's never been cut at all. He's ever. eleven. Yeah. So. Anyway, so. While Karen had no rules, Laura had no rules. Uh, Laura was, I wouldn't say a heavy drug user, but she would, you know, they partied, but Missy didn't. Missy went home when she was supposed to and, you know, didn't go to the parties. I mean, she probably went to the parties, but she wasn't irresponsible about it. Nothing I can find says that she was horribly irresponsible about, you know, not coming home when she was supposed to. She didn't want to worry her mom. Along with not having rules, is it Karen and Karen. Laura both had something else in common. Their growing disdain for their friend Missy. Right. They both started to, behind her back and growingly in her face, pick on her, make fun of her, say things to her. They uh, called her a slut and a whore. Right. And it didn't help that... Missy had at one time, I'm guessing this is a small town, had at one time dated boys that both right. dated each of the other two girls. But, only, uh, but Missy dated them first. So, right. See, she so dated Karen, that later right. dated Karen so and Laura. So I'm thinking that like to, Car to Karen and Laura, they, 
like they probably felt like they were second choice. But it, yeah, it became, I'm sure, a thing. Oh yeah, and then of course Karen and Laura trusted neither of these guys around her. Of course not, because she they had been with them. I before. think there was probably a good reason for at least one of them. Well, no, there was there. Yeah, there was. Um, when Missy was dating Victor. They kind of dated, you know, for a little bit, not too long, and then they broke up. So then he starts dating Laura, but Laura is crazy pants, and she's, like, so jealous over all the females, not just Missy, but especially Missy. Victor plays no yeah. part in any of the, well, the happenings than, of this story. No, no, story, other than other him than being than, the right, guy. The, the guy that she just, yeah. The prize. Wow. Right, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. The object. Well, she he dumps her because he's like, I can't deal with your jealousy. Like, you're going to have to stop. Which and I'm sure does not help her attitude. No, because she <laughs> immediately blames it on Missy because he wanted to be back with Missy, which I don't think he originally necessarily did. But at this point, she drives by because she's... She's much, so jealous that she's clingy. Yeah, she's and she's like, kind of stalking uh, him pretty right. much. She's driving by his house and she pulls up and sees Missy and Victor holding hands and kissing and laughing. So she drives up there towards the house, and she was like, I want to know what you're doing. And I think she thought her driving up there and saying, like, what the fuck are you doing, was going to cause him to be like, I mean, you're so right, Laura. But he didn't. He told her to leave and actually held Missy tighter to him. And then that's the first time it's mentioned. What kind of car did she drive? I really don't remember. I'm sure it was something really cool in the 80s with that winged sure. hair. I'm sure. Probably a Firebird or a I don't Trans think it Am. ever mentioned. But she, I'm, I know it does mention. I know she in like, the movie. She comes screeching up, though. In the movie. Screaming I out the window or whatever. Say it was a Camaro in the movie. I'm sure. Yeah. Bitch in Camaro. Bitch in Camaro. Sorry. Did you My, say the bitch in the Camaro maybe. or bitch in? Or bitch in Camaro. Either way. Bitch yeah, in the Camaro. Either way. It's right. a punk song. Right. So. It works. But as time went on, you know, the hate, the hate's growing. And now she's got a solid reason to hate her. She, before this, it was kind of like in her head. But from, from what I, I saw and like the few sources that are out there, Missy, up until this point, when, when she speeds up there and confronts yeah. them, hadn't even really thought about Victor that way again. And it was kind of like I a really, even, like a friendly kind of like a, oh, you broke up with her. Maybe he was trying to rebound back to I her. I think he was. And I, don't and think, I think that at Missy, that point she realized it. Right. And He's I like, don't, oh, wait, he might be serious because he defended me in front of right. wings. Right. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's or defended never, me two wings. Right. Whatever. And it's never mentioned from here out that they even dated again or anything. I think this was, you know, like you said, him trying to get back with her. However, this is the first time that Laura mentions she's going to kill that bitch. And he tells the police later, I didn't take her serious. Because, you know, I mean, let's be real. From everything I've read about these girls, they were hot-headed and always fighting with somebody. And probably... But but to- from, from more than one account, though, Miss, Missy wasn't as... Innocent. Well, she wasn't as able to back up her... Her, her mouth. Not only was she like, not she able would to get herself into situations, and, and then would Karen would, would bail her out. And that, of course, by Karen's admission, but it's the way everything points in the story from people right. who went to school with them, who are, who have reported things that none of them were 
that nice. that that none of them were nice. That and, they were all just heathers. Yeah. In fact, there is on mean one, girls. Yeah, on one of the sites that I was reading. Of course, the person is anonymous, but she says flat out, Missy was not a nice girl. She was the worst bully she'd ever come across. That she didn't really hang out with Laura, but she knew her and Karen, and that uh, Missy bullied her. And so, I mean, Missy wasn't this perfect angel that her mom has kind of made it out to be. I am by no means saying she deserved what happened to her. Right, but, right. But, you know, when somebody dies, the first thing that most people want to do is they were all sunshine and light, and everybody loves them, and we miss them. However, that's not always the truth. That's always, that reminds me of the rags got in. Hi, Raggles. That reminds me, what is it, the, uh, when I die, I know that I yes. went down. Yes. Like, <laughs> Saying something smart-ass the whole time. I mean, one of my favorite ones, and I think it's in my, like, featured photos, says, when I die, please do not tell 2020 that everybody liked me, and don't show the same, like, pictures of me. Tell everybody that I hated fucking everybody, and nobody liked me. Something to that effect. I can't remember the exact wording, but that's the truth. Like... Please don't be fake about it. Like, no, I have a list of people, and I don't want them at my funeral, and I want you to stand up and say, you, you, and you get out. Have a nice day. So while this is going on between Missy and Laura, Karen is just fed up with it and goes behind Missy's back openly to people and tells these other girls, Missy's sleeping with your boyfriend. And... This goes on, and she's she's spreading these rumors, and these girls confront Missy and... A whole group. A whole group of girls, and jump her ass. And I guess afterwards, she's like, I don't understand what's going on. Who would have t- who would tell them that I didn't do it? And someone says, hey, uh, Karen's doing it. And she's like, no, Karen would not betray me. She's like my bestie. And she continues to defend Karen until the junior year. And during the junior year, for like five whole seconds in teenage life, she dates, Missy dates a kid named Randy. But he's really into partying, and they break up like, I mean, maybe a month. A month into the the relationship, yeah. He gets almost immediately into a relationship with Karen, and they move in together, like bam. Bam. So now this is the second kid who's been like, oh, I was with Missy, and I guess now you're just second choice, girls. And then... They move in together. Karen gets pregnant. Yeah. And she, the first baby, she aborts. But then with the second baby, she's like, no, I'm keeping this one. Like, and this, Madonna must have been playing in the background. And I'm this sets a fire inside yes. of her hatred for Missy. Which I can't figure out why, but you're very right. Her having this baby just makes it so much worse. So... They kind of, like, chill as friends for a minute, you know, because now Karen's all grown up with a man in an apartment, and Missy's still a teenager, even though, whatever, they're at the same age. But after she has the baby, she... Which is a little girl. Is it, I see, it Oh, is it a is a little girl. And so, Missy comes to visit her. You know, they're kind of, like, trying to rekindle their friendship. Or I guess Missy was kind of trying to rekindle the friendship. And she comes to visit Karen and the baby, and Karen steps out to go get a bottle from the kitchen, and Randy pulls Missy down on his lap. And Which Karen, is not, I mean... Okay, I, I have to say, if I if I was Karen, and I went to the fucking kitchen, and I came back, and you had some bitch in your lap that I already was upset, you know, thinking... You were with her before? Right. right I'm going to say, I, with, I would... 
the fuck? Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a jealous person, but if I already had issues like Karen did. Then somebody would be doing a story on you. Yes, I would not be here right now. Um, however, I would also realize the fact that I can't even get this man to go out and play pool with his friends. So what the fuck? Anyway. But Karen had issues. Deep, deep issues. So, after this, they have words, and Missy tries to tell her, look, dude, like, you went to the fucking kitchen, he pulled me down on him, and Karen's like, no, bitch, this was all you, like, you did this, you, I guess she, in her head, Missy just come sashaying by and just sat on Randy, I don't fucking know. It's like when she says, the girl on a talk show back in the day, it was an accident. Right. And the guy's like, oh, you slipped Nothing and fell, fell on, on his, his dick. dick. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, in Karen's mind, I mean, I really, 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 truly believe that to her, Missy was just like, I'm trying to take your guy. Like, I really think. Again, I'm not saying that Missy deserved any of this, but I am saying that I do fully believe that Karen had issues, and I think she truly thought. That Missy was well, trying to Well, I mean, she do. obviously had some, some insecurities. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's not lie. We all no, have yeah. insecurities. Right. Uh, even pretty people. Us ugly folks really have insecurities. I just know I'm ugly. Fucking A. Like, I have a great fucking sparkling personality. You so do. That. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I wish Hunter could hear this. <laughs> well, I don't because he would chime into, oh, he turns around. Look at him. He's only got Sneaky one headphone peaky. in. Sneaky peaky. Look at him. Okay, so side note. One day, my son told me that I had RBF, but the B never rested, so I think he thinks that I'm just a bitch all the time. He's playing Destiny 2, I believe. Y'all search him out. That, no, what? The long-haired, long-haired kid? Hunter, is it the or that long-haired kid? It's the long-haired kid. Okay. Well, there's that. Let's get him some, get him some views. Right. It's only my bought that computer for me. He's about to be streaming. Of course, he goes, ah. No one want, no, no kid wants to do what you ask them to do, even when it's fun stuff. It's like, oh, you want me to, you want me to go to the pool? No. I, so they're 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 pretty good. And a new girl moves in on the right. situation That's in September I, yeah. of eighty five. Right. It's Eva, seven, Eva moves in with Carrie. I am not even going to attempt her last name because bless her heart, if she was to ever listen to this, I don't want her to write me a hate letter. So, yeah, so I believe September, I'm gonna att- okay. I'm lying. Chirumbolo. Chirumbolo. Okay. I'm saying I'm gonna say that Chirumbolo. Okay. If it's Chirumbolo, so let us know. Right. So she moves in with Karen, but in everything I've read, it only says she moved in with Karen. So I've wondered multiple times, even back in the day when this horrible Lifetime movie came out. Okay, I'm saying that I don't know if it was really Lifetime, but it was like the movie of the week. Right. I think it was. Uh, I cannot think of that woman's name, but she's got really blue eyes. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Oh, it is. It is. It's Patty Duke. Duke. It is fucking Patty Duke. I'm the movie guy. Yes, it is Patty Patty Duke. Duke. Anyway, that is a really Uh, good movie. But the movies are so never near the... Like real well, it, no, it now okay. I will say this. I don't know how true the original book I was. I didn't watch. I'm sure I the probably book, saw the movie at some point because you it followed it the book off. almost exactly. I will t- say that from my memory, but I was also like fucking eleven or something. But it, also, well, of course, there's discrepancies as to whether a, a certain event happened. We'll get to it in a moment. Right. So this this Eva girl moves in with Karen in September. Uh, Karen's out of school, of course, because she's had a baby. Bless her heart. Like, yeah. can you anyway? Yeah. 
uh, Laura is, is already, I'm sure, dropped out of school. It never says. Yeah, but she she's she's she works at Somehow a local she bakery shop to not or get something. Pregnant. Right. Somehow. Right. So on September 21st, twelve days before they actually murder her, Karen sees Missy at a local park and just goes like straight ham on her and attacks her with a broken beer bottle, and she's like slapping her. Pushing her around, yeah. and then Which, some people get in between them. And yeah, them and up. this is really crazy because this is now the second case we've covered where right before they murder somebody, this girl finds her in public and beats her ass in public. Like, okay, so you didn't think you was going to be a suspect in this shit? I mean, right. It's like... <laughs> everybody fucking saw it. So everybody had to get between your ass, and then this girl goes missing, and what, you just thought nobody was going to remember this? So, and then during this time... Uh, Karen yes. and Laura start to plan her murder. They go, oh, you hate that bitch too? Oh, hold up, let's listen. And they, they get together and do their Dr. And Evil see, thing. And I'm wondering also, just like in, in, in several other cases that at some point we will cover, if this was not one of those like how you say to somebody like, oh, you hate her too or oh, you hate him too and then the other person's like, yeah. And then it just kind of gets out of hand. You know, like, did they, honest to God, sit there that night and they were like, we're actually going to murder her? Or they were just like, we're going to be her ass. And then it, it, do you know what I'm saying? Like, and then now you can't go back and be like, no, I don't really want to kill her. I was just talking shit. And, and yeah, you don't want to be the one to push To back out. down. Yeah. Because fuck <laughs> that shit. Mama didn't raise no bitch. So a couple of days before they decide to, or they have decided to kill her, they go or and they. they have decided to <clears throat> confront her. Confront her. They go and they. Make up with her. Hey, you know, sorry, no bad blood. Karen tells her it's all that dicks under the bridge. Right. Karen tells Missy that Randy and her having issues, and Missy's all like, "Dude, fucking leave him because he's like trash. Like, you don't need to fool with it. Like, you know, you're better than him." Which, whatever. And of course, Karen's all like, in her heart, inside, she's like, "This bitch is telling me to leave him because she wants him." You know. She's obviously, we've already covered she's got issues, and but she smiles, and she's like, you know, you're right, you know, we should we should totally start hanging out again, me and you and Laura. And, and I, I truly believe at this time, they've already planned to kill her. Oh, I do too. I, I don't, don't think two, it was a confrontation. I don't give two flying fucks. You do not confront somebody in a goddamn park isolated. I mean, especially, this park is like... This Way is, the fuck out there. Right? And I've, <laughs> I think this is the park with the missing 911... Like, it is. Like, the, like a lot dozens of, the, of Angel- people. Or, yeah. Like, the Angeles National Maybe Park. I'm just dozens a lazy... Dozens of people have just disappeared. I mean, right. like, poof. I mean, maybe I'm just a lazy motherfucker, but if I'm going to confront you, I'm, I'm just, we're just going to have it right there. I'm not going to drive your ass out to the park to confront oh, you. Right. I mean, it'd be way easier to get you to the park after you ain't moving so much. Right. <laughs> I mean, the fuck. Like, I, but, of course, this was also the 80s, and, I mean... I don't know. I just, you're right. I think that they did. I don't care what she says later. I think that they always plan to kill her. And I think that either that or they plan to beat her ass out in the middle of the woods and then leave her there and make her fucking ass walk all the way back. I still think they plan to kill her. You're right. But I was just, I was just playing. I mean, you can play devil's advocate if you want. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean. So this is around the 1st of October. Mm hmm. they're, They're getting ready. They're like, Let's do this. 
So Laura calls Missy and she's like, hey, you want to hang out? And Missy's all like, yeah, let's hang out. And so Missy goes and tells her mom that she's going to go hang out with Laura and that she's coming by and she'll be home by 8. They're just going to hang out at the park. Right. You know, we'll be, I'll be home no by biggie. 8, don't worry. And then she says, I love, love you, Mom. You. Yeah. Which later, um, Irene will say that normally when Missy left, she didn't specifically stop to make sure she told her, I love you. Okay. That would make me be all like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. But anyway. So, so Laura, Laura pulls up. You know, her, her, curb service. Right. Missy goes out, meets her. Her mom, obviously, I, I believe, said she she watched them pull off. Yeah, and she said that because she was glad to see her daughter happy again right. for having her friends back. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's oh great, this is so great, the greatest day of my life. Yeah, yeah. you misspelled last. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you edit. So, in what doesn't make sense to me, in nothing I've seen, read, or even watched in the movie. Laura picks up Missy, and then Karen and Eva are in another car, and they all meet up. And then they're like, "Okay, so let's go here yeah. to this park. Why not just all be in one car? Maybe there wasn't enough room." Nobody wants to ride ditch. Nobody well, wants to be in the back seat. I guess so. And it was the '80s. Everybody had two door cars. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that okay. No, that that's what didn't make sense to me. Maybe there was. Now it's four doors, more holes. No. <laughs> well, I mean, that makes more sense. Right. So I just I'd rather have my own door. That's why I've always liked four guess, door cars. Right. So on the drive to the park, Missy's just talking Laura's head off, and Laura's just like pretty much like, yeah, okay. And then she, Laura, decides to not go to the park they had planned to go to. Right. And they drive up to the National Forest, which yeah. is, is what I was speaking See, of earlier. The, was it the Angeles National Forest, I believe? Yes. Yeah, and like, that's the disappearance place. That's like where... First of all, if I hadn't been back for good friends with y'all for a while, and all of a sudden y'all fix to take me to a fucking National Forest, no. Right. Maybe I'm just really suspicious, but no. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere with you no matter what. <laughs> I mean, because... This is not even 10 days or, what, 12 days before that she's just got her ass beat with a broken bottle and all that shit. Like, why is she trusting this? Maybe that's why Karen didn't fucking pick her up. Maybe that's why Laura did. Because, you know, that was only 12 days before she had just beat her up. I didn't think about that. Anyway, so... So when they all pull up to the park, or yeah. to, the, to the forest, right. the parking area of the forest... Eva stays in the car. But Karen and Laura both jump out. And Laura out of her car and walks around to the passenger she's side where Missy is. Of her best Karen, friend's ride. <laughs> yeah. Trying to holler at me. And she is. And she's hollering at her. And and Karen's hollering at her. You're slut, whore, you're fucking our boyfriends, you're fucking trash. And I they joke jank her about the car. By her hair. And she's like, and she's crying and she's like, you know, what the hell's going mm-hmm. on? I thought we were over this. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, Eva is confused as fuck. She's still in the car. She doesn't know what's going on. And they start to shove her and push her. And at this point, they decide they're going to go down towards the creek. Which And I guess they're just kind of shoving her, pushing her towards the, up the trail, down the like, trail. I know Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Lord God. I know Karen was a big bitch. But if you think for one second, I wouldn't be fighting my ass off at that point. Because at some point, she had to know. This is not hanging out. Like, now, not only are they screaming and hollering at me, but she had to know going down this that trail. This is not cool, guys. This is, this is, hold up. <laughs> I mean, I'd be fucking fighting. I oh, would have yeah. ran I would have ran. I mean, you could at least outrun one of them. <laughs> I just can't even imagine what was going through her fucking head. I don't know. First of all, I wouldn't have been there, but anyway. 
So Eva hears Missy screaming for help, and she kind of starts walking towards them and follows them back. And, and she's screaming, you know, I'm sorry, right. I, I, please forgive me, and I didn't mean to, and even though she didn't do, do anything, anything. She's, yeah, she's trying to convince them, you know, she didn't mean to hurt their feelings. She's trying to convince herself they're not going to kill me. Yeah, well, guess that's, what? I mean, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> right, that's the, uh, I mean, they, that's the denial part, and then the bargaining. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, Grief of your own death, Missy. So... At this point, they start hacking her hair off. Because she had, I'm not going to say long, but, I mean, she didn't have this, like, butch dyke haircut Karen had. Okay? <laughs> she had, I mean, it was, I mean, probably about down to her chest. With the pretty, feather. Pretty for the age. Yeah, the feathers yeah. are awesome. Yeah. And so they start hacking it away. They're just taking chunks of it off. And, and they're throwing it at her. They're throwing the chunks of her hair at, at Missy while she's laying there begging. And then they, one of them, who, who I think it was Karen, maybe, Bends her arms behind her back. Is holding her arms right. behind and her they, back. They, I mean, they're beating the shit out of her. Yeah, they're, they're punching her in the face. face and kicking her and calling her a whore. Her and Eva's like, fuck the this. The hair pulling shit. Come on. The only time you pull the hair is so you can drive the knee into the face. face. That's right. <laughs> so then, and one of her earrings actually got pulled, pulled out. out. Yeah. And her, it was just kind of in her hair. Like, uh, you know that hurt. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess on a scale of one to ten, like, having my earring pulled out at this point probably wouldn't hurt as bad as the other. But, Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. That would probably hurt. Shit. But it's, it gets stuck in her hair. And then Eva's like, fuck this. And she goes back to the car. She's like, I am not in this. <laughs> She's like, right. I, this is an AB. And what is it? An AB and C it's conversation? It's an AB, AB conversation. And we'll see my ass out of here. I'm gone. And she's only 17. I mean, she's kind of the same age as them, but still. It's a January, February she, conversation. I'm marching my, my ass, ass back, back to, to the, the car. car. <laughs> and so... According to her, she doesn't know what happens after this. And they... And, and according to Karen... She leaves, too. Karen says... This is when I'm I gonna, turned my back on her. I'm going to move my, this log <laughs> that no one else in the party can move. I'm going to move this big 100-pound log, and then I'm leaving. Which, fucking whatever, okay? Yeah. At this point, you've de- we know what you've decided. She can say that shit now, what, 20-something years well, later? I mean, she did her time, right? Yeah, I but mean, whatever. So, not only now have they beat this child to death. Well, she's not quite dead yet. But, but they, she's face down in the creek. Yeah, they take her. They pick her up. One's got her legs and one's got her arms. And her arms are pinned behind her. And they Like put, the way you carry a passed out person who's face down. I mean, one arm, one leg. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think... I, one yeah. on each side. Yeah. I and get then, one arm, one leg. You get one arm, one leg. And so, they just kind of chunk her face down in eight inches of water. And that's when they decide... It would be a great idea to put a hundred pound log on the back of her head, but they weren't trying to kill her, according to them. I don't quite know what the fuck they thought they was trying to do if they wasn't trying to kill her. But where I'm from, if you put a hundred pound log on somebody's head that's but in the water, at this point she stopped struggling. Well, yeah, they put the log. But I mean, they wanted to make sure she wasn't. They held move. her face under the water until she yeah. stopped struggling, and then. At this point, if they had pulled her out, they could, someone could have done CPR on her. Maybe. Maybe. I think by the end, she was already beat up so bad. And, sure. you know, they put her in there and they held her till she stopped. Her. I don't know that they could have. And then they then But they I think the log was overkill. Well, according to Karen, Laura put the 100-pound log on top of her. Missy only weighed 98 pounds. So, you've now put a log that weighs two pounds more than her on top of her head. Right. On her head. Not even on her back. On her head. She had no chance of sitting up. 
Right, right. Well, it was yeah on her head, head and neck. Yeah, like so. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. So, Eva is. I mean, back- she could have got her arms up under there. She could have done a push up and probably done it. Just yeah, depending but- on her upper body strength, for real. I mean, but she was really t- not only was she really tiny, but think about it—they did beat her ass that's badly. True, that's true. And you know, like when you get your your bell rung, you're kind of like loopy. Yeah. Yeah, and she's under the water, and I just—I don't think she had a chance at this point. Period. But so they are like, okay, let's go. <laughs> right. So they go back to the car, and Eva's like, uh, so where is Missy? And they were like, we killed her. And then Eva's like, no, really. And she's like, no, we killed her. She, she's dead. Which just, I bet Eva was like, no, no, no really. <laughs> no. no, really. <laughs> no, we killed her. I'm next. I thought you said you killed her. We did. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, damn. I'm next. <laughs> I'm next. Exactly. Please don't kill me. Right? Um, I just moved here. <laughs> I don't know any of your boyfriend. I'm just Laura, saying. Right, right. <laughs> Laura tells her, like, yeah, we killed her and she deserved it because she slept with Victor. Which, she's still holding on to this shit because that had to have been a whole, what, year and a half before at this point-ish. Give or take. Randy was closer to it happening. But Laura is stuck on that shit in the driveway. So Missy doesn't make it home by 8 p.m. No shit. And, uh, and her mother... Uh, of course, knows that something's wrong. Right. Calls the police the next morning. Missy's body's found three days later by hikers. Right. And uh, they were stopping by the creek. You know, people do that. Wash your face off while you're hiking, I guess. Wash the grime. Yeah. I, mean, I don't do a whole fuckload of hiking. Okay, let's face it. I don't do any hiking. Right. But I've seen it on YouTube. I've seen hiking. You done. hiked your ass up that hill when we were getting the cane and the turkeys got after us. I did. The wild turkeys attacked us while we were cutting river cane for blow guns <laughs> in one of our past lives. <laughs> that was like I know it was a few, twelve I mean, years ago. I know. But was that a past life? Right. We okay. we live different now. Yeah, we do. Very. Anyway, so they stop by the creek to wash yeah. off the grime and they find Missy with the log on her neck, dead. And just think, there were no cell phones, so these motherfuckers like in, in, yeah, in one of the videos, or maybe the movie, was it? They, they, one of the guys is like watching his face or something, yeah. he comes up with a clump of hair. Yeah, yeah, like, and that's when he looks. And he's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. look at yeah, this that is seaweed or whatever. He's like, bro, that's hair, bro. And then they look up over to the left, and there she is. Right. In the book that yeah. I read back in the day, it actually shows a crime, crime scene photo that now you, I don't, this is, please let's not quote this, but I'm going to say that once the law came out, from her family, the picture's gone, like in the newer versions of the book. Like, if you were lucky enough to get the book the first time, you got it. Like, they couldn't come take your fucking picture, but um, I so think... So, this, this devastates Missy's mom. She, uh, is it Irene? Yes. Irene is just, she's, oh my God. And Laura sends her mom, I can't even say this with a straight face. Laura sends her <laughs> sympathy mom card. a sympathy card. Actually, everything said a get well card. Right, right. So I'm hoping that that was a typo, because who the fuck sends a mom who just lost her daughter a get well card? Like, bitch, I hope you get well. I hope you get over this shit, bitch. <laughs> get the fuck over it. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm really hoping they met sympathy and somebody right, just... Right, But everything I read said sympathy. I mean, get, get well. Get well, yeah. But Maybe it had... All... <laughs> but here's the fucking kicker. Get well. Here's $20. $20. I don't. I don't know. I that still fucking. I. I all these years later after reading that book, even at like eleven or twelve years old, I really remember thinking, "What? 
But during this, there's there's some contention. Here's the point of contention I was speaking of earlier. Karen says it didn't happen. Yeah. Most accounts say it did. The prosecutors say it happened. The prosecutor. The, the movie said it happened, but it said the mother was apprehensive about it happening. But in real life, the mother actually wanted Karen there. Karen moved in with Irene. Yeah, and starts using Missy's makeup and, and some sleeping of her in her bed. Okay, but see, here is my. And, and I get, I'm, I'm saying that this is during the three days while right. she's missing, right? No, this was like in the six months. Oh, okay. After after they found because, her body, because Irene took her in. She was always considered a member of the family, and she had the baby, and she had the baby, and I'm she sure was by now, Randy someone, knows she's crazy pants. She was someone that Irene could talk to about her daughter. Right. Someone who reminded her of her daughter every time she looked at her because they were best friends. You know, they had always been best friends up until not too long before this. Right. And they had recently gotten back together and were friends again as far as her mother knew. Right. So, Karen says she didn't, but most accounts say that Karen moved in with Irene. And it said that she moved out when she saw Missy's ghost in the house. And she lived there until she saw an apparition of Missy's, Missy's. spirit, I would guess. And told Irene's mother this. Yeah. And was like, deuces. Okay, but here's my question, though. As Irene, would you not realize then, um... Hey, why are why you, are you afraid, afraid of Missy's right? ghost? Because to me, I would be like, if I saw Amber, I would be like, bitch! And then she'd be like, bitch! And I'd be happy that I got to see Amber. The only reason I wouldn't be happy to see Amber is if Amber's my friend who passed from leukemia. I was about to give a side Yeah, here. sorry. But, like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I would be excited to see her. So, if I, if all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit, I saw Amber, and you were like, why are you sad about it? You know, like, to me, as Irene's, as, as Irene, I would immediately have thought, oh, that's a guilty conscience, bitch. Why are you scared? You shouldn't be scared. Anyway, so, six months into all of this, there's no clues. Um, the only clue that they have is immediately after, I believe that it was Laura told... The police that she left her there with three boys in the Camaro while she went to go get gas and came back and they were gone. Like that was the only clue that they had. Right. Um, of mm-hmm. course, it didn't pan out um, because it was a fucking lie. I mean, come on, this is this is eighty five though, right? I mean, it still could have happened. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't. I mean, Weird uh, shit happened. I mean, I know that. Law enforcement techniques were not where they are now. Right. In but I mean, like she, you know, Laura. That's all she said was like it was three guys in the Camaro and. I went to go get gas, and Missy said she wanted to stay and hang out with these guys, which makes no fucking sense to me. But then we live in the world we live in now, so I'm, like, overly suspicious. But six months into this, they're still, you know, investigating, and they don't have leads. And then Eva, her brother kills himself, and... The the grief that she's experiencing puts her in the position... Of Irene. Of Irene. And, and she goes to the police and tells them everything. Yeah, she can't handle it. I mean, she's you know in the mm-hmm. in the in the time of Luke, well, I mean, she was probably scared before that. I would have been scared. These bitches took her into the woods and came back and, and she said we killed, killed her. her, and she deserved it. So you know, if I was Eva, I would have been like, oh fuck! Everybody wants to say, why didn't you come forward? But until you're put in that position, I just don't think that people grasp the seriousness of bitch. I just saw three people come in, and only two, two came, came out, out. <laughs> and I don't want to be in there with her. I don't want to be the next one that don't come out. They are obviously capable of this shit. 
Um, and yet, of course, the body had been bound and buried yeah. and all that by this time. So she right. knew they so really I, killed her. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't hearsay or, oh, they said they killed her. And yeah, and she's just We just don't missing. see her anymore. No. Um, I, I don't I don't blame her for not immediately coming forward. But she does eventually do the right thing. And it wasn't like years and years and years. It was, I mean, six months. Um, both Karen and Laura are arrested and convicted. And... Karen was released 23 and a half years after. Give her that half year because she wants it in that every That motherfucker interview. says it in everything. Because Dr. Phil is like, so you served 23. <clears throat> 23 and a half. Right. In, in every interview I've ever seen. 23 says, and a half. 23 and a half. Give, I, of course, I've never been in prison, so I guess you want your six I mean, months. I, I guess I would be like, no, bitch, I served. Right. <laughs> anyway, so she gets out December 9th, 2011. And Laura was only served 22 years, but they were both um, released in December, one of 2011 and one of 2012. Karen got out in the summer of 2011. Fucking Karen decides, okay. Fucking Karen. It's always fucking Karen. Karen. Can I speak to the manager? And her name is, what? Yep, it's always Karen. Karen writes a book about her experience. Which causes a a law to be... Missy's Law. Which is a lot like the... Is it the son of Sam Law? Yeah, and the, where you can't like the serial that, killers can't make money. Yeah, that caused a big, huge problem when I I used to collect serial killer memorabilia when you were still able to do that. And, and it's awesome. This book is awesome, people. And that that became a whole point of like people are profiting on, and I can understand that. But Missy's Law says that Karen can't make any money off of the right. book she wrote about the murder. Yeah, but, but it also says that they have to. Um, contact if they're trying to like the publishers you know the publisher has to contact them and say you know hey i, I really i think karen has found a sneaky way around this or did uh, find a sneaky way around she had it to. uh where she does public speaking on bullying you know and i've yeah. been there kind of thing which i mean yeah you were there and you didn't handle it real well why the fuck would we listen to you right bitch you killed somebody like how <laughs> do i that- understand you you learned from your mistake maybe she was rehabilitated have you have you rehabilitated yourself? Well, I mean, so, okay, so that Alice's goes restaurants coming. Oh, good God! So that goes back to me saying originally that she had very clear issues, and I honestly, as much as I tell people I'm going to cut somebody, I've obviously not done that, so I can't speak to her frame of mind. But I also know that in several of the interviews, she talks about being an alcoholic. Or not, not necessarily a full-blown alcoholic, but drinking a lot and doing a lot of different drugs. And your brain is not... This is your brain. Right. This is your brain on But, I mean, drugs. you know what I'm saying, though? When you're when you're drinking and doing drugs... And, and drugging. Drinking and drugging. drugging. Running them damn roads. Running them damn streets. In that damn car. Running them damn girls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not thinking. And, and if she truly had the mental issues that I believe she did, I, I think that... It just kind of got out of hand. I'm not saying she didn't intend on killing her that day. I'm just saying it all got out of hand. And maybe she got help in prison. I haven't listened to her uh, <clears throat> TED Talk. Oh, God, if she does a TED Talk, I'm going to vomit. But with her standing there telling Dr. Phil, you know, they take, they take her to the site. Did you see that one? Yeah. They take her to the site, and she's like, and this is where I decided I'm going to, I'm going to, I made the worst mistake I'm, of my life. I'm tired of being your bodyguard. She looked at me and I was like, sister, made, there ain't no help here. And I made eye contact with Missy. 
and try as I might, I can't find anything about Laura online, really. Anything that's like what's happened to her or anything like that. Um, if anyone knows, drop us, drop us an email. Um, that dead body show at gmail.com. Yeah, we own the domain. I'm just not up for running email right now. Uh, um, that's it, guys. That's that's another show. Um, we did we did run this one through mostly straight through without a whole lot of editing. We know we talked a lot, uh, but we haven't been here in a while, and you know, trying to get back into being glib, right? <laughs> I've spent the last two weeks deciding I hate everybody and stuck in a bed. We tried to record a couple times, and I just could no, not. No, we recorded almost three hours of stuff. Not on this subject. On, on a different the, uh, one that we will we will get out later. I'm not even going right. to mention it right now, right? Because if it doesn't come out, then you'll be like, "Hey, what about blah, blah? we didn't we ain't doing that?" Right. <laughs> but uh, we did, we did, and I tried to sit up, and it was just a disaster, and I was ill. And it's such a long case that we, we don't want to cut things, but I mean, it's we really were, hard to do. We were. Two times over an hour in. Yeah. And started over the from the first time. We started over and recorded another hour. And then we were like... And it's still a fucking else. train wreck because it's so long. Right. And I and I, I want to go into more detail just because... No of, one does. Yeah, and because it's a really fucked up but case. But it's so much it's, stuff. It really is. But uh, we really hope you enjoyed this case. Right. Uh, murder of Missy Avila. Um We'll Hope see you next week. Stick around. Right. Please. Thank you. Y'all come back now. You're here. Also, after after this, stay tuned for I Said Goddamn's promo. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, true crime listeners, check out our podcast, I Said Goddamn. We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say goddamn. Every Sunday, we try to one-up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of. Along the way, we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language. Listen every Sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories. Also, follow us on Twitter at ISGDpodcast or visit our website, isgdpodcast.com. Ashes, 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 we are.